Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network. When the COVID-19 pandemic hit, not only did a major health crisis develop, but the health and stability of our economy also felt the blow, especially business owners. Everyone was worried, and a lot of people still are worried. That's Joseph Hargett, owner of King's Restaurant in Kinston. He says things were so bad at one point, he laid off a third of his staff. Well, there are still a number of businesses and counties still struggling. Some are starting their comeback. Jeff Wood is Craven County's top economic developer. We fared better than the rest of the country, and we fared better than the rest of the state of North Carolina uh, in terms of our recovery and rate of recovery. I'm Emily Severidge, and we'll talk tonight on your side's Madison Forsey to find out after a year of shutdowns, half-filled restaurants, and curfews, how some businesses say they're finally seeing hope while others are still waiting. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of The State Of from WNCT. It is a new little podcast series that we're doing for you guys so we can dive a little deeper into the state of businesses, the state of farming, the state of hospitals right now in our country during this pandemic and how they've been faring over the past year. So today for our second episode, we are diving into the state of business, and I am joined by not on your side, Madison Forsey. Hello, Hello. Hello, Emily. Thank you for having me. Of course. We are so happy to have you and so happy to be diving into this topic. So to go ahead and get started, getting right into this topic of conversation, you did a story talking to business owners and economic developers here in the East. So talk to me about some of these people you got to meet. What were they like and how have they been faring, you know, over this past year? Yeah, so I talked to people that are kind of across the board. With any story like this, it's always important to find the human element. So you want to find the person or group of people that, you know, the state of events that are happening are actually affecting. And so for that, we went to basically an institution in Eastern North Carolina, King's, which is a barbecue restaurant in Kinston. Everyone knows about it. And they've been around for, gosh, almost 85 years. So the owner there is one of the people that I talked to. Because, you know, when you have a business that stands the test of time and then they see something unprecedented like this, they're going to have a pretty good read on, on what's going on. So I spoke with the owner there. And then we also spoke with some officials from the Lenore County Commissioner or the head of the Lenore County Commissioners, the chair. And she gave us, you know, some of the numbers because you always need the numbers and need to know what's going on on the macro level. So what are they looking at? What kind of economic indicators are they looking at? And then that story continues over in Craven County. So we talked with an economic development expert there. Then we also talked to the head of a downtown group, Swiss Bear. They're, the downtown New Bern area is incredible, and they have a lot of different groups that are kind of helping revitalize and keep businesses open. And they had a lot of innovative programs that were they put in place when the pandemic started to make sure that the restaurants, the shops didn't close. So those four people give you a pretty good perspective. Obviously, it's not the the total picture, but it's a pretty good perspective of kind of what's going on in eastern North Carolina. Right. And you kind of mentioned it, you know, because one of the biggest points you do make in this story is about, you know, the people here in eastern North Carolina are no stranger to natural disasters, you know, these yeah. hurricanes, these floods. And so people in this area are are used to constantly rebuilding or revitalizing yeah. things after these natural disasters. 
But like many of the people you interviewed said, you know, nobody is prepared for a pandemic like this no. um, yeah. from what we've experienced. So what was that initial shock for some of these business owners? You know, I know you talked with the owner of Kings and they've, you know, like you said, rebuilt so many times over the years yeah. from natural disasters. So what was their initial shock for this pandemic? Well, I think it was very similar to what we all went through and the emotions we all experienced are, you know, what is this? Nobody knew what was coming. And they told you, you know, or they told me, excuse me, that, you know, when a hurricane comes, you get the forecast, you know, about, you know, a couple days out so they can move things up, you know, take things out because their restaurant, it floods every single time there's a hurricane. They have like a specific sign that marks the water they took on at Floyd, Matthew, and Florence. And they've even made certain physical changes to their business to make sure that if they do take on water again, it's not going to affect affect them as much. But with this, it was, you know, the governor shut down school one day, and then all of a sudden it was like stay-at-home orders, and that's it. So they seriously considered just closing, which in the 85 years that they've been open, they've never just closed. You know, they, they have people that come right in, you know, the day after maybe a hurricane leaves and they're hosing the water out. They have shop vacs. They're moving things around. But with this, they were like, well, what are how are we supposed to do this? How contagious is this even? Is it safe for our workers to be in there? So they, right after everything happened, they went straight to takeout, which is what a lot of businesses did. But even so, you know, they laid off a third of their staff and they still are not operating at full capacity. So... They're still trying to find that balance of how do we completely come back from this even a year later. Definitely. And like you said, you know, we've heard tons of stories this whole year about businesses closing or having to let employees go or even, you know, temporarily closing. So what are some of the ways – I know you mentioned it um, – uh, the very beginning, but mm-hmm. you know they've been finding ways to revitalize and and help these businesses grow back up to where they were, or you know even a new height. So how are some of those? What are some of those ways they're trying to do that? I think Newburn has done it really well. So in preparing for this piece, I kind of I reached out to counties all across Eastern North Carolina, and obviously we've been covering a lot of this stuff. But I think Newburn has done it best. Their downtown group has just tried to adapt, offer loan programs, and their most successful thing that they've done is their outdoor dining program. I'm pretty sure we both have done stories about the outdoor dining program there and how successful it's been. So, you know, they're they're making sure that these business owners know how to access PPP loans, know what local resources are available to them, but they're also trying to set like get people out actually to the businesses and make sure that there are still people ordering, you know, they ha- so what they did, the outdoor dining program, which I don't believe that anyone else in Eastern North Carolina has done anything similar. At least I couldn't find anything similar. Um, but they shut down the streets every weekend at like a certain time, like five until a certain time at night. And they just had everyone take tables out onto the streets. So it was a way for people to still you know, be patrons at these restaurants that they love, still see people that they love and that they know, but do it in a safe way. And that made businesses thrive. They adapted that model for Mumfest, which is a huge, like, festival, carnival kind of thing all across Craven County. People come from all over. It's like a big fair, you know, like the rides and the food and everything. But what they did instead this year is they took that outdoor dining and they turned it into Mumfeast. So instead of a carnival, they took that good idea that they had running and they adapted it. And 
the businesses actually saw more growth last year than they did in 2019. I mean, some businesses saw growth from 2019 to 2020 of over 30 percent in that month. So that's crazy that, you know, in October they saw that big of a boost when their restaurants could only be at a certain percent capacity. You know, they couldn't even really have people inside. But that I think that also shows the commitment of people that live in New Bern and Craven County to like support those businesses. And that's something that we've seen across our state too. So that's one of like the interesting things about this story though too is that while there are all these businesses closing and and losing business and they have ha- had these struggles and hardships, on the other hand, there's also, you talk about it, there's also some businesses who have been able to successfully open a new business mm-hmm. during this pandemic. And, and some of these businesses have seen their sales rise and sales grow over the past couple months, over the past year. So how does that kind of work itself out, the the two sides of it? I think they're definitely opposing forces. Um, and I also think it depends on your area and your business. The businesses that I think we've seen go under have not maybe had the product or been able to adapt to the takeout style. Because um, I was talking to a representative, or not a representative, a, a county official in Onslow County, trying to get a feel for what happened in the past year down there. And he was saying, you know, they had this guy that owns two different restaurants. One is like a burger fries takeout place down in Emerald Isle. The other is a nicer sit down, you know, it's going to cost you at least $25 for a meal. Mm -hmm. And that kind of food just doesn't translate to takeout. You have to go in there and sit down. And that's, that's really the experience. And that restaurant owner had to close that nicer restaurant. His burger fries takeout place is doing super well. So it's interesting because I, we say, oh, some of these businesses are thriving, but even even within like the umbrella of restaurants, right. some are and some aren't. And I think it'll be interesting to see in a year what kind of restaurants are excelling. And the thing is, too, there are a ton of other businesses that you know we couldn't even fit into the piece. Right. You think about bars. Mm-hmm. Bars aren't able to serve what now past nine o'clock is it or eight thirty? Yeah, nine. I thought, oh, 10 or did it? Is it earlier now? Or even? A lot of the, I think the last call is at nine. Yes, so they can yes. close at 10. Okay, but yeah. I mean, you think about them, how, like, yeah. they still are not making a complete profit. So it'll be interesting to know. But of course, now their overhead is probably a little bit cheaper, maybe because they don't have to have the lights on as long if they're stopping serving at 10. Not really sure what the, like, the math in the situation is, but. It's just interesting that even within, you know, restaurants, there's just these two opposing forces. So it was it was different to look at. And even you have retail and there are some shops I know in downtown New Bern that have closed within the past year. But you have other people that have adapted well. So I think it also speaks to how much the storefront or the restaurant has connected with the community, how embedded they are in the community Um, like King's. They're not going anywhere. They've been around for 85 years. So people are going to make sure that they, you know, when they're thinking to shop local or eat local, they're going to go to King's. So I think that's also helpful, too, you know, when you have that name recognition. So it's something that will play out, I think, in interesting ways over the next year, too. Yeah, I was going to say over the next year, I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, if more businesses have to start almost changing their entire business plan to fit with the new – 
you know, just state of our country in general, because nobody still knows, you know, when this pandemic is going to be over, if things will even go back to what we considered, you know, the old normal Mm -hmm. of what life was before the pandemic. So it's really, I think, going to be interesting to see how businesses are able to adapt further, if if at all. Well, and back when the shutdown orders first started, I remember also doing a story about boutiques that were taking to social media and maybe they're smaller locally owned boutiques so they don't necessarily have an online presence and they started selling their merchandise and adapting through Instagram and posting more ads and stuff on Instagram or more of their posts were ad focused. So that kind of helped make up for revenue sales. So different different things like that just that people would have never expected. And I do think, though, that the expansion into social media and marketing through social media more and through the internet, I mean, that's something that the city of New Bern has done. They created a whole website where all of their local vendors now have some of their goods registered on this one website. And people can order it online, go and pick it up in a parking lot that they know that's right down in the middle of downtown New Bern. So that kind of innovation is really exciting to see. And that's something that I don't think is going anywhere, whether the pandemic is here or not. People love convenience. So that'll definitely help out those businesses in the long run, no matter what. Yeah. And maybe even, you know, the what New Bern's government, uh, local government has been doing will even kind of be an incentive or a... a you know, a good stepping stone for other governments to say, oh, we can take this initiative, local governments, excuse me, yeah. to take that initiative and say, oh, we can really, you know, take, make it our initiative to help out our smaller businesses as opposed to waiting for the whole country to kind of come together on it. Yeah. And I do think New Bern is a little bit of an anomaly too, because they have a more tourist focused um, economy. They rely a lot on people that don't necessarily live in New Bern. So that makes, I think that makes them even more um, excited and to push harder for innovation because they have to find a way to keep people coming to New Bern. Even if they're not traveling from outside of the state, maybe just from Raleigh to come on a day trip. You know, they want to incentivize people and let them know like, hey, it's still safe to come here. So I think that's why they're interesting, and that's why they push in a way that we don't really see in a lot of other places. So so moving forward from, you know, our economy is obviously slowly starting to rise a little bit. Some businesses are, are starting to kind of pick their feet back up. Um, so what taking away from what you learned from these, you know, business owners, these economic officials, what is really the next step for businesses? Are they generally positive about the future or are they still kind of just like you know we just got to take it day by day and and see what happens I would say they're very uncertain I would say it's definitely day by day because even even those storefronts and businesses that are recording record growth are still not sure you know another shutdown could it could kill them so I think especially in King's case they're cautiously optimistic because they've started they've started to see business pick back up again. And it's interesting, too, because normally in the winter, restaurants see um, kind of a downslide in sales because it's cold outside. It gets dark really early. People are not as apt to go out and eat. But um, the owner of King said that this is one of his best Februaries that he's had, like, since he bought the place from the original owners. So I think that over maybe 2021, they're going to see a little bump because it's safer to go out. We have the vaccine, but it'll be more about how they continue to recover and continue to sustain that growth 
that they're going to see, you know, the post-COVID bump to make sure that they can still keep their doors open. And also, I think it's on business owners, too, and on our communities to make sure that we're helping these businesses stay open because they're vital parts of our communities. And that's that's how these downtowns like thrive and grow and become larger cities is by people really investing in where they live. And that's why I think restaurants like King's are really cool. The downtown areas like Newburn's are really cool because people are very proud of those things and they're, they're proud of those institutions. So while I think business owners are a little shaky, it's going to be on the people that know and love those areas to make sure that they can help them out too. So we all kind of have a responsibility. Exactly. And I was going to ask you, and you summed it up perfectly, you know, what is the best way that we can support these local businesses yeah. and help them? And you, you phrased it perfectly. You know, we just have to support our local businesses, yeah. you know, shopping at these smaller mom and pop places, not, yeah. you know, these retail giants. Yeah. That's really what's going to help our, our economy and our country move through this next year. It's so easy. Like post it on your story. Like even oh even gosh, if you're not yeah. shopping there, like if you're just in the in a downtown area or you see something you like, like literally just post it on your story, get the word out. I know that's how we live in Greenville, but there are a couple of restaurants that opened up during the pandemic here that I didn't even know about. And I yeah. saw someone post it on an Instagram story. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I should really go and try that. So we are more connected now than ever, and I think that will really help us to make sure that the places that we love, eat at often, shop at often, will stay open no matter what the pandemic does, <laughs> you know? Like, this is this is a st- the story of the small business. It doesn't go away when the pandemic stops. Exactly. It's, it's a struggle. It's been a struggle no matter what of these small businesses in these smaller towns. So it's got to be on us a little bit to make sure that they can grow and thrive because they are such, such an integral part of Eastern North Carolina for sure. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Madison, for taking this time to chat more about your story. This is such a great topic and something that, you know, again, we've been following this, you know, since the start of the pandemic and really just trying to keep up and keep track of what's going on here with our local businesses and our local business owners. Um, And like Madison said, again, guys, just really, you know, continue to support local businesses, local owners. Um, That's the best way. Yeah, shout them out. Give them some love. It's the best way we're going to get through this um, together. So make sure you guys are checking out Madison's story on the state of business during this pandemic here in the East. And stay tuned for our next episode of The State Of. All right, guys. Thanks so much.